It's time for Hey.com. This is the podcast where we help marketers and business owners just like you grow your customer community through helpful how-to videos. My name is Dane Golden, and today we have Matt Ballack of Video SEO. Hello. Great to be here, Dane. Thanks for having me. Welcome. We used to talk all the time on the Tube Talk podcast years ago. That's my intro for you from that podcast, but got you on this podcast, the Hey.com podcast now. I know. It's going to be back. I've been deficient in vitamin Dane. <laughs> That's too funny. Okay, so I asked you on to talk about your VDSEO, that's V-I-D-I-S-E-O, 2019 Video Marketing Playbook. What is this? That is a great uh, prepared question, Dane. I love it. <laughs> my my 2019 uh, Video Marketing Playbook is sort of the um, the video marketing play that I'm really pitching and most interested in and in helping service for for my clients and and myself to, to showcase a, a sort of play that you can follow through with and hopefully get similar results so this is a a way to have a solid defined plan for how you can use video to grow your business drive new leads or sales and uh, you know just something so you're going in with a plan because if you don't have a plan then you're planning on failure failure <laughs> Right. So it's a, it's a full strategy step by step. And, and you and I have been working on YouTube for a long time. You've made many, many videos about it and helped many clients, but you know, the world evolves. Why still YouTube and not Facebook video? Facebook has a lot of video. Yeah, it certainly does. And I, I do believe Facebook is a very viable platform for video marketing, but I chose YouTube to highlight in my my video marketing playbook uh, for a, a number of reasons. But I think first and foremost is that just the competition when it comes to Facebook uh, promotion and advertising is it's just a very crowded space with um, your your costs and impressions and click costs is going going up as more and more people sort of jump onto the Facebook advertising bandwagon. So I wanted to highlight that I think YouTube advertising is still a very underutilized uh, way to get in front of the right customers. And it has a similarly massive audience as Facebook, but with a, a lower amount of competition creating ads and 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 advertising on that platform. So I, I think it, it creates this really great opportunity for mar marketers to, to still get on board um, before everybody jumps on the YouTube advertising bandwagon. Right. And, and sure, there's many, many people on Facebook, but the YouTube inventory is sort of endless. Yeah, it really is. And I think it's also people come to those different platforms in a different mindset. When you think about what mindset you're in when you go to Facebook uh, versus the mindset you might be in when you go to YouTube, I think Facebook is a much more passive platform where when you go on to Facebook, you're not necessarily going there to discover you know, something that you might want to purchase per se. It's more of you're catching people when they're you know, wasting time or in a more passive sort of scrolling experience. Whereas uh, YouTube, you know, still being that second largest search engine after Google, you're, you're having people go there with a, a very uh, defined uh, reason, which I think can be very useful for marketers. Yeah, a lot of people go to YouTube with a plan. They want to how to find out how to do something or answer a question. Whereas when I go to Facebook, I don't 
expect to be able to answer a question. Um, in addition, you think of YouTube as a place when you've seen a video previously that you that helped you answer a question. You want to find it again. If you want to look on a for a Facebook video a second time, that's almost impossible. Yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, you pretty much read my mind there because I was going to say for the evergreen aspect or just the longevity of your videos, YouTube is still the the platform to be on when it comes to discoverability and and rediscoverability of your content. Whereas with with Facebook, like you said, it's easy for that content to just get buried by, you know, all the new information in your feed. Uh, and certainly the search capabilities on Facebook aren't really up to snuff with what Google's been working on. On YouTube, your your video that you make once can essentially be an asset that you use month after month and even year after year. It's something you made once and can still keep working for you. Absolutely. And I think that's why I lean on, on YouTube as a platform for that. And also why a big part of my uh, playbook for 2019 is a real focus on educational content because that kind of content can really stand the test of time. And like you said, deliver those that audience or those conversions just month after month or even year after year if you choose the right kinds of topics. So explain what you mean by educational content. We've heard this a little bit. It's starting to grow into fashion. What does educational content mean exactly as a term? Yeah, I would say, I mean, I guess in, in simplistic terms, just if you're trying to to teach anything or relay some sort of information, then that would be educational in nature. So any kind of how-to video or tutorial or, or walkthrough kind of video, I would put those all within the, the scope or category of a an educational piece of content. And And YouTube, the company, has been really talking up educational content lately, haven't they? They really haven't, and they've actually been putting some investments into um, some production partners and channels and almost giving them grants to create more educational content because they know that that viewers are clamoring for it. And I also think it's a big part of their play for voice search um, and you know smart home searching uh, as well, um, which I'll elaborate on you know, think of or if you're familiar with the the google home hub or you know the google home type devices similar to your right. amazon echoes and, and what have you if, if you do any sort of you know searches especially for how to in the kitchen or any sort of how to types of questions your your screen is going to pull up you know you guessed it a youtube video uh, and usually it's it's keyed into the exact time where that particular demonstration or tutorial is happening. So you can see YouTube is being sort of the feeder engine for these you know, questions to show a, a visual answer beyond just text. And I think that, that Google is looking to you know, create more of that content on YouTube so they have ready access to show it on some of these smart home devices as well. Not to mention Google. You know, Google has done a couple of things recently. They've made this sort of carousel where videos will show up on search. And then there's, I think it's called snippets, YouTube snippets or something on Google, where a video might show up as the very first option already queued to the point in the video where it would answer your question. Yeah, it's almost like the, the timestamp of the video is, is within brackets on the bottom. So you'll see when you when you click through, it's just showing you just a little 
little edit of the video instead of the whole thing. So what are a couple of points from the uh, video marketing playbook that you've put out that will, will help people? Well, I, I think the, the biggest, most simplistic one is is to have a plan in place. Uh, and I, I do uh, really showcase my, my video planning worksheet that I've created, which is a, a actually a free-to-access to uh, Google Sheet that, that I use for myself and for my clients to, to plan out your video strategy for the, the month or even the whole entire year. Uh, and anyone who's listening can grab a copy of that for free at videoseo.com slash plan and get access to that spreadsheet to start playing around with it. But the, the other part, other than just listing out the kinds of videos you want to make, uh, I think looking at how you structure your, your video content plan is really important. And I think a, a big mistake that brands make when going into video advertising is that they they might have a specific you know goal or, or purchase in mind when they're thinking about you know what this video is going to accomplish and that's a you know a goal that might be all the way at the bottom of your sales funnel in in the in the purchase side of things and taking a video from you know uh, the very top of the funnel from awareness all the way down to purchase can be a pretty long journey for one video to to take a customer through right so i i think part of this planning and why you need to have a plan is because you need to think about what videos you have or might need uh, you know throughout that entire sales funnel um and i'm sure you if you are a marketer, right. you've seen many kinds of funnels, but I just use the the standard sort of awareness, consideration, decision, and retention. And look at, for each video we're creating, where it falls within that funnel and how it moves into the next phase of the funnel. And I think being able to plan that out somewhat visually through a spreadsheet can be really helpful to see where you have gaps or maybe you have an abundance of content on one side or the other. So just to repeat, you're saying... There might be four or more different types of videos with different goals because you're positioning them higher or lower in the funnel. That's exactly correct. So just having you know a video or all your videos having a goal of just purchasing a product, um, it's just not a very strategic way to think about it. And you're, it's going to be more difficult to really measure the, the movement of your customers through that, that journey. So having a video and knowing that it's going to be in the awareness stage of the funnel, I can then set smarter goals for that video, um, maybe a goal of a, an email submit or getting them into the that next phase of the funnel where it's you know consideration. So I think it helps not just fill out a more cohesive video marketing plan, but also helps you choose smarter goals to measure the success of those videos. Because you, you might see a video where it's not uh, getting a lot of sales. You know, it's getting a lot of views, but not a lot of sales. So you might consider it a failure if you're just looking at it from a sales standpoint. But if you realize it's an awareness video and you're actually getting a lot of, you know, people visiting a product page or, you know, entering their email address for for something, that video may be a a smash hit in terms of converting that. But if you're you're not looking at it, you're not measuring the right goal for the for the particular video, you might not realize the success you're actually experiencing. Well, so when you talk about a content plan, it reminds me of a beef I've got. And, and you tell me if you agree with this beef or, or disagree, <laughs> because some larger businesses now are having chief 
content officers, which which commonly means you're in charge of the blog um, mm. and any social media pointing to it. But – or maybe it might be social media or not. But the point is, is that all blog materials are run by this chief content officer. Sometimes you imagine YouTube might be in that. Sometimes it isn't. What that content officer does, though, is have a content plan and really they get to decide what's on the blog and what's not. However, when it comes to YouTube, for some reason, <laughs> it's anybody in any department who has shot a video of any sort seems to have full license sometimes for a brand, regardless of any goal of the video or any type of the video or length or quality, hey, we have a YouTube channel, we should just upload. And I have a beef with this concept. What is your thought? Well, it's definitely a shared beef uh, as well. Uh, I, I certainly see a lot of companies that just treat their, their YouTube channel, I like to say, just as a, a video dumpster. So it's just anyone who's got it, just just dump it on the channel right. and and see what happens to it. So I think it is a, an area that that really does require that same sort of over you know that that purview into it to actually organize and structure the content and then act because I think that's step one is sort of knowing the content you have and content maybe you shouldn't have on that channel um, so that you can actually create you know meaningful goals and reports on it. Otherwise, it's just a you know, just a, a mess. What about what about timing? Because uh, some some large channels will uh, or large brands will upload videos whenever essentially the editor finishes them and delivers them. Like they might upload one video last month and then seven videos on a Friday night because the editor finishes them. Do you agree with that cadence? Um, I mean, I, I think it would be best to have a sort of a hypothesis or plan behind when a video is being launched. And there are plenty of, of tools out there like a, a TubeBuddy that can help you identify some of your better times to upload or, or launch a video. But it, in certain cases, you're just going to have a, like you said, an editor finish or, you know, project finish that has seven videos and they want them all up. And in a lot of cases, uh, I see on the flip side, some brands almost thinking too much about time releasing content where they feel like they've, you know, maybe have seven videos and they've sort of have them banked and they want to just sort of time release them once a month, which can be nice to make sure you have a, you know, some sort of upload schedule because it is important to upload at the bare minimum monthly, I think, to keep sort of a, a pulse on your channel. Um, but sometimes over scheduling out you can sort of lose out on some of the the compound benefits of, mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think you're just expecting people to then remember and come back to watch part two. And uh, I think that rarely if ever happens. <laughs> so if you're, if you're lucky enough to get someone's attention once, make sure that you have other content that they can then watch afterwards. Or, you know, I'd rather upload five videos at once that all sort of interconnect. Uh -huh. So when someone, if someone finds video number two, then they're going to be exposed to to video number three and and vice versa. So once you do have someone's attention, you can actually keep it and actually up some of that engagement and watch time across your portfolio by by uploading all at once versus 
you know, making right. people wait right. for no reason. That, that's assuming that the video is getting engagement, I guess. Yeah, and it, I guess it's all situational. Uh, but it's if you have like five educational videos on the same topic, or if you're you know have a like an online tool or something, and you have a you know some videos that show you how to actually use it instead of like uploading one every week you know part one part two you can create sort of a you know a backlog of educational content on that that product and then you know upload it all at once and interlink it and and, and how does the educational contact interact with the ads how do you because any any youtube video can be turned into an ad how what is the strategy of of what videos to take or or how to amplify them. I mean, you go into this in great depth, but could you give us one takeaway that people could could use? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think, it's, like you said, you can promote or advertise any video, even if it's uh, like an hour long video. You can <laughs> it's, you could literally sure. run that as a as a pre roll if you wanted. Um, so I, I think you should also. Um, set up and tie these campaigns together based on where that video is at in the sales funnel. So not to be just a total funnel freak, but uh, you could promote, let's say uh, a video in the awareness stage with, you know, just keyword targeting. So you're just targeting specific keywords that people would search to find your video. So you can get in front of them with a you know, extremely relevant piece of content and just sort of get them aware of your brand. Uh, um, mm -hmm. As you move a little further down, um, a cool little trick that uh, has been used for a bit on Facebook but works really well on YouTube is to actually sort of remarket or retarget uh, your lower funnel videos based on the interaction of your top of the funnel videos. So. I feel like I sound like a total just marketing jargon nut. That's, that's what this is. That's what this podcast is about. <laughs> Great. Uh, so an example of that would be, let's say you do have sort of an educational video that's, you know, very top level. That would be a great piece of awareness content or, you know, it's a, maybe a very broad, broadly educational on a topic that it, it, pe the people are just becoming aware of. Um, and But then you have a little further down, let's say a product that helps solve that problem faster or easier or just better. Right, right. <laughs> what you can do is remarket that product video to people who watched, you know, a certain percentage of that educational video. So you can see that, you know, people that maybe watched, you know, less than a minute or less than a couple seconds of the video maybe weren't that interested. But if you could, you know, people that watched say more than half of that video, that's a pretty good signal that they're they're interested in potentially learning more, or at least they had the enough attention to watch. So they'd be a perfect candidate to then move on to that next video. And you can help um, sort of pave that path instead of hoping that they maybe click and discover it um, on their own. You can you know, get that video back in front of people that had shown, you know, those signs of engagement in this case, you know, a watch percentage and remarket, you know, the next video in, in your funnel based on, the attention or, you know, watch percentage of that top of the funnel video. This is great stuff, Matt. Uh, so it's called the 2019 video marketing playbook and how can people find it and more about you and VidSEO? Well, you can actually find the video marketing playbook by going to vidseo.com slash playbook. Fantastic. Thank you, Matt Ballack of VidSEO. That's V I D I S E O. 
and people will be able to find this episode by searching for Hey and SEO. My name is Dane Golden, and I want to thank you, the listener, for joining us today. I do this Hey.com podcast and the videos because I love helping marketers and business owners just like you grow your customer community through helpful how-to videos. Because when you share your expertise in a way that helps your customers live their lives better or do their jobs better, you'll earn their loyalty and their trust and their business. Thanks to our special guest, Matt Balick of VidiSEO. Until next week, here's to helping you help your customers through video. Oh,